Don't forget, Joey. Whenever you want to listen to a new podcast episode of Xtreme, go into the favorite podcasting app of your choice, download the latest episode, and press play. Okay, got it. And don't forget, the sky is blue. It won't be after I'm done with it. Welcome back to another episode of Extreme, everybody. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games. That's right. And we sadly have to come to a close on our Spyro game. Yes, it's a sad time, but also happy time, because we get to do a new game. That's true. But I mean, let's not count our chickies yet. The game isn't done. So let's finish her up by talking about World 6, the Nork Realm. Yes. Gonna fight or nasty, the, the Norkiverse. There's a few names for it. Apparently, yeah. there's like Nork, Nexus, Nasty's yeah. World, uh-huh. dr- the Dragon Junkyard. Dragon Junkyard. Yeah, I read that on the uh, Wikipedia. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't even know that. It does, never says That's it cool. in the game. No. So, I don't know. That's you're right. It just says like Nasty's World or something, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man, that's cool. Good t- good tidbit. Well, let's talk a little bit about it. So, I mean, here in the hub world, there's actually not too much to talk about because it's probably by far the most simple hub world that there that there is in this game. Right. It's more it's just, it's just like a, a like portal area. It, exactly. <laughs> it's like a circular platform with five, four doors leading into where you should be going. Classic, um, like, last level boss thing exactly and they even have them like locked off so you actually can't go into these other worlds until you beat the ones beforehand it's kind of like uh in a proper boss kind of setting where it's just uh yeah you need to escalate you can't just choose anymore where you have to go the difficulties being curated and escalated by the game designers right um which is a huge twist uh from the normal uh, game design up until this point because you were able to choose regardless yeah. wherever you wanted to go up until this point. Right. I like it. Uh, it's interesting. It kind of, it really changes the flow of how you feel like before you felt open and like you have to do all this, but like you can do it in whatever you want. But now they're curating the difficulty and curating your level going experience because they know you have to go through this level first and then the next one. And then the ne- like, yeah. they can use that to their advantage right. when they're designing the levels and creating the difficulty curve. Exactly, and like the contrast makes it feel more like a final world. Exactly, it feels more finite. You're right. Yeah. Um. Actually, funnily enough, I don't know if we talked about this, but like the reason why they chose dragons as the main characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was actually because of one of the. One of the uh, members of staff, Craig Stitz. Uh, we actually have a quote for that. I was, well, why don't we put that in, Paul? Can you put? Can you be Play a gem clip. and give Play me give me that that beauty yeah, beauty clip clip clip? Craig Stitt said, "You know, I've always wanted to do a game about a dragon." 
I've always loved dragons. To me, they are just the greatest creature. I mean, it's the combination of a Tyrannosaurus Rex with, with wings and breathes fire. I mean, you, you've got the best of everything in a dragon. And immediately everybody said, yeah, that's it. Because dragons can fly, they can run, they can flame, they can jump, they can do anything. And they're cool. Thank you, Paul. That yeah, was, yeah. That was the quote I wanted. Thank you. So there you go. Boom. Rock solid yeah, logic. True. I mean, true he's not. Stuff. Absolutely. How could you be wrong about that? He, yeah. He's 100% on point. <laughs> uh, there's some actual funny little lore here, because there is one dragon that you save in the hub world here, which is smack yeah. dab in the center. Um, right. It, it's, it's Devlin, actually. Um, if that name sounds familiar, it's because it is. Because we freed Deblin, very like one of the first dragons in the first world, in the artisan yeah. realm. Um, but apparently, here's some deep lore right off the back. It's not internet backstory, but it's just lore, lorey. <laughs> L- lore story? Lorey? I don't know. It's lo- Loris. L- <laughs> Loris. <laughs> Sounds like, like something Dr. Por- Seuss would come up with. <laughs> like Porus? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That mm, I don't know if I want to listen to something that's porous. No, it's not. It's por. It's Loris. You're, mm, it's still Loris. not selling me on it. <laughs> Loris is like a a name also. Lor- Lawrence is a name. Hello, Loris. It's like a. <laughs> that's a British name. I think so. It sounds familiar. Like I, from I feel a like movie we're combining like Lawrence and like Laurie. <laughs> like no, there's definitely a Loris. And... So yeah, Loris. All right. If your if your something. name is. Your name is Laura. Something. Send us an email. Hi Potter. Yeah, send us an email. At it's the extreme at gmail.com. That's I T S T H E X S T R E A M at gmail.com. And let us know that you are alive and are a human being. Or not. Maybe you're like a sentient animal that knows how to type out emails. That would be cool too. I would want to know about that. <laughs> that, yeah, please. But as I was saying, so Devlin was freed, but went, uh, gathered up a few of his comrades and went to face. Nasty in his world, um, but uh, ended up getting trapped again. So, Deb, what are you doing? Leave this to the chill, the child dragon who doesn't know how to fly yet and is told constantly how he needs to succeed in this game. Yeah, like... Clearly he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you send the adult dragons with a f- potential for an army... To fight a warlord when you could just send in one small dragon boy. Yeah, no one would expect it. Exactly. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Nobody's expecting it. <laughs> Paul, play the sound effect that nobody expected. <laughs> See, you didn't expect that one. <laughs> I don't know what you chose, but I trust your judgment. <laughs> I'm excited to hear this in post. It's gonna be just absolute silence. I'm. <laughs> it always is. It's always silence with you, Paul. You're getting predictable. <laughs> you have anything to say about that? <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> anyway, there's another interesting little backstory for this whole. Um, it's I'm not calling it internet backstory because it's not enough to be an internet backstory, but I'm just gonna. Say it out here. Uh, this is originally supposed to be called the uh, Mechanoids World. Was another name actually that I found for this nice. area. Uh, it was supposed to be a lot bigger, um, and 
But the problem was it was scrapped because they didn't have enough time to flesh out the idea. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, this is the last stage. They were probably getting close to crunch time here. Yeah. And making sure they needed to ship. So I can understand that. Yeah. I'm uh, glad they got it out. Exactly. Uh, w- let's put a little uh, musical break in before we go into North Cove. Guess what, Joey? You know what this stage is full of? Um, Can you take a guess? Can you take a guess? Underpants? Well, yes. Actually, you're 100% right (laughs) on that one. But but it's also full of one other thing. And that's conveyance. It's full to the brim of my favorite gaming thing in the entire world. It's conveyance. (laughs) Jerem, you came back for our last episode in Spyro. And he heard the word conveyance, and he was like, yeah, exactly. He was just summoned by the word. <laughs> if he if he hears it like three times, like Beetlejuice, does he just appear? <laughs> what, is that true, Jerem? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Okay, yeah. cool. I'll keep that in mind for next time. Yeah. But Jerem, what, what do you think about, what are you thinking about Spyro so far? Wow, that was a very succinct and yeah. thought-provoking analysis. Yeah. Oh, deep. my goodness. Deep. You guys caught all that, right? <laughs> I don't have to explain anything? No. Perfect. All right. Understand it maybe we'll give a Maybe we'll give a recap at the end, but I mean, I'm pretty sure we don't want to patronize you guys. We know that you're smart people, so you probably caught what Jerem was saying. Yeah, you guys know Recorder, right? Jerem, you, do you want to with, stick with us till the end of the episode? Or do you have places you got to go? Jerem? Jerem, where are you going? No, wait, Jerem, wait, before you go. Ah, he'll be back. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I heard heard him open up the portal again. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to Jerem later, I guess. It's just so insightful. Why does he have to be on this intergalactic journey without us? 
he left us here to do the podcast and he's just off gallivanting around the galaxy. Uh, well, we've got to be grateful that he spends a little time with us at least. No, but it sounds like he's having so much fun. I would, I want to go gallivanting the galaxy. Maybe we'll go with him sometime. Maybe. Who knows? I guess until then, we're stuck here talking about video games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we love being here talking about video games. Right. Conveyance. Exactly, because I, I get to talk about conveyance, yes. my favorite thing. Here's the big, two big conveyances in this stage. Uh, we know that you can, we can beat Chrome enemies with headbutts. So we can infer that we can headbutt the metal or the chrome barrels that are being thrown at us. Right. So you see it completely as chrome. You're like, ah, oh, my, my reptile brain remembers that I can smash into chrome with my face and be totally fine. Yes. Um, and then by remembering that, you actually teach yourself a new way to attack these larger enemies, thus revealing their heart underpants that you had alluded to before. <laughs> yes. By the way, the model of the underpants is just, like, stretched so oddly I in know. various parts. Is that on purpose? Like, are they supposed to be wearing well, tight underpants? That's probably because the enemies are like 12 polygons and they just kind of had to stretch it out. Right. <laughs> just make it fit. You know, like, ah, whatever. The heart looks a bit weird. I mean, like, they get the point of what it is. Maybe in the remastered version, it'll look like real hearts. Yo, if this is not a, like, if this detail is overlooked in the remaster, I am going to be so upset. <laughs> I want my heart undies. Hashtag give me that heart. Heart. Give me the heart. I want the heart on. The <laughs> I've got underwear. a heart on. I want the heart on the underwear. <laughs> I want Hashtag the, I've got a heart on. I want a heart on in my underwear. <laughs> you think that's why they made the joke? <laughs> I don't Oh I don't my know. god. That would be that'd be such a meta joke. Yeah. I hope so. Oh my god. That that's fantastic. Um, but there is one more point of conveyance, actually. There's the TNT barrels yes. and chests. Um, so TNT barrels can blow up metal chests. So why can't they blow up metal armor? Exactly. So you see them together and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, this makes sense that it can blow up the chests. Why can't it blow up anything else? Let's try this theory out. <laughs> but that's just a theory. Uh, something and something. And it was proven correct. It was proven correct. We myth busted the shit out of it, and we're good to go now. Everybody, write this down. TNT, don't can blow shit up. Yeah, don't forget. Don't, don't forget to write that down. Pro tip: TNT blows shit up. It's beautiful. That's yes. You know what? I'm glad that we can put in pro tips that are relevant. To not only the target demographic that we capture, but to this time in history. Yes. You have to know that, <laughs> that tip to be it's successful in life. I also have... I, got, I actually have a pro tip. This is, don't use TNT barrel as a bludgeon. Yes, that is good advice. Because yeah. there's an idiot in here who just decides to use a giant TNT barrel to bludgeon you to death, which 
in hindsight, seems like a very dumb maneuver on his part. <laughs> well, his loss. Exactly. Uh, but actually, there's another quote here. Not quote, but I want to put it in. It's a moment uh, in this stage. There's a reference to an older PS1 game, uh, Parappa the Rapper. Do you know? Do you remember that one? No. Okay, so just for you guys who don't know, this is an old game. Uh, it's a rhythm game where you would nice. be playing this up-and-coming like child rapper where you're basically like repeating what other rappers are saying. This isn't like you're repeating like Tupac <laughs> and Biggie. It's like repeating like random anime characters right. who tell you to like kick and punch and like turn left and drive a car and shit. It makes more sense in the context of the game. Sounds um, so 90s. But yes, it is it is a lot of fun. I'd recommend playing it if you have a moment. It's like a quick game. Uh, but there's a reference to it here. Actually, we'll play the clip. So play the clip, Paul. Yeah, I know. I gotta believe. So there you go. You just gotta believe. Gotta believe. Ooh, I do believe. Uh, but moving on through the stage, though, they're very keen in this level, level in particular, about these chain reaction kills, uh, yes. where you you take down one enemy and then by virtue something explodes and it takes out the next enemy, so on and so forth. Right. Um, I don't really think they did this in any other stages, from what I remember. Do you remember anything like that happening? Uh, no, <clears throat> there's not much TNT or anything in the other levels. That's the thing. This world seems very advanced comparatively to the other worlds. It's true. Everything else but is like magic, and this is like physics. This is technology. Yeah. Yeah, so when I say advanced, I mean technologically advanced. Yeah. And they don't have a fucking magic cannon. So, I mean, how advanced can they be? Right. True. Magic is the most uh, advanced, really. Exactly. That's even more advanced than technology. Especially considering they combine the best of technology, a cannon, with the best of magic, being able to use magic. <laughs> uh, I love how, like, deadpan you said that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but this is just a really straightforward stage, and honestly, um, I, I think it's a good one. It's a good yeah. start to our last world here. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on? No, let's move on. Let's Play the it. musical break. La 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 la. Not you. Oh. Twilight Harbor. Yes. The next stage in our sequential exploration through World 6 here. It's a lot more fiery. It's a lot more gunny. 
as well. Like there's Gunny. guns. There's they have guns now. There's machine guns. These guns. They've got guns, Joey. What is happening? What is so, this like real life? It's what like is this, America. It's, <laughs> it's relevant. That's relevant commentary. <laughs> so, they got machine guns here everywhere. Um, it's referencing honestly just Rambo. A lot of Rambo references. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just Even Rambo like the guys, everywhere. The the bad the enemies look like Rambo. Yeah, like and like some of their firing habits are actually very reminiscent of Rambo style shooting, where they just kind of oh, like yeah. spray everywhere and kind of hope right. that they hit you. <laughs> um, even some of the ones the like one that looks like a survivalist and throws a grenade at you kind of looks like, um, not quite Rambo ish, but it kind of could be Rambo ish. Um, yeah, Rambo with a grenade. Yeah, grenade Rambo as opposed to gun Rambo. Right. There's the different evolutions of Rambo. So you have Rambo, and then you could branch off to gun Rambo or grenade Rambo. And then that devolves even further into just straight up Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Where you're just a millionaire. A bi- probably a billionaire. Never mind. Do you Who's think he's a billionaire? Probably. I would assume That's so. That's nuts. That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe he's really bad with his money. Never mind. If you are if you know Sylvester Sloan and you want to reach out to us and tell us how he's doing, feel free to reach out. Like, look us up on Google. Just type in It's the Extreme on your local Google and we'll be there. Yeah. Or if you're listening, Sylvester. If you're listening... Say hi. Stay- <laughs> are we so... Court, are we so casual with him that we call him Sylvester? <laughs> hey, Sylvie, why don't you come message me? Yeah. Come on. What are you doing? Also, give us a, a little bit of money. If you no, have. we're not that. We're not that poor. No. I mean, we're we're, we're we don't okay, need we're, it. Just well, like if you want, if you if you're looking for an investment opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um. <laughs> anyway. Let's talk more about Twilight Harbor, though, instead of pan- pandering for yes, money. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the sheer volume of ranged attacking enemies in this stage really just makes it difficult. Yeah. Um, there's not, not... There's, like, the gun, the way of dodging the bullets is not too hard, but when you have about, like, three or four in a very enclosed space, and you're trying to manage taking them out, you're going to take a few hits. Yeah. It's but not they've that actually... Easy. But they've accounted for that, and they've actually put more fodder into this stage to kind of regain your health. And actually, nice. I'd, I noticed when I was going through it, if I was having a difficulty in certain parts and losing a lot of lives, uh, some of the enemies would start dropping just full-on, here's an extra life. Oh, really? Yeah, so they'd be like, hey, we're get, you know, we're get, you're getting low on lives, so how about you just, this enemy now drops a health, a one-up thing. Uh, nice. Which usually never happens. The one, the health. Uh, sorry, the one-ups usually only come in one of two fashions. If you re-defeat an enemy that you defeated, and you get like twenty of those orbs, or you find one of those things in a box, uh-huh. and then take that out. Uh, right. But the game re- realizes that if you're low on lives, uh, it wants you to keep playing. It doesn't want you to lose. Yeah. So eventually, you'll take down an enemy, and it'll give you an extra life. Genius. 
So it's a smart way of keeping everybody engaged while at the same time understanding like, oh, you may be having some trouble here. Like, we're not going to say that you're having trouble, but maybe you could use one extra like buffer life. Yeah, just one. Just like don't die. Just, yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. We all make mistakes. We're all human. Yeah. Human. We're all hummus. Um, there's an optional... Sp- <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Paul, can you, like, cut that out? <laughs> I really don't know if anybody would love to hear an up-close sneeze. <laughs> uh, maybe you do. I don't know. But Paul's going to put something over it instead for your listening yeah. pleasure. Um, there's an optional speed boost path that you can actually take in the stage to get extra gems. I mean, if you're feeling it, uh, this is important if you want to see the full 100% ending. But if you're just out to play the game, you don't have right. to check it out. It's completely optional. Yeah. Um, but I think now would actually be a good time. Unless there's anything you want to talk about left for Twilight Harbor. I think we take a quick break again. Sure. Okay. Break time. You and the general listening public. I don't know. Are we ready? Because we've arrived. We've arrived. We've arrived. It's time. We have time. arrived. We've arrived. It is. it is. It's time for Gnasty Gnork. Gnasty Gnork. I mean, Nasty Nork. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's finally time we fight the big bad guy. We made it. Um. And it's an interesting dynamic, actually, for a boss fight. Um, because you need to progressively collect things um, to get in close enough to attack right. the boss. Um, like, in the first initial phases of this fight, you have to chase down some egg thieves that are now carrying keys that open doors yeah. and keys that lower platforms for some reason. There's a lot of chasing going on. <clears throat> it's a lot of chasing, so um, I hope you were good at those chase games when you were collecting the eggs, because this is that fight. This is just, that's the fight, yeah. uh, for the most part. 
Um, so it's an interesting di- shift in dynamic because the rest of the enemies that you fought, they do have their, like, you have to kind of chase them down to fight them, but usually you f- chase them to, like, a, a combat arena where they actually, like, attack you. Um, this one is a lot of, like, just kind of going and, gr- like, you've got to chase after everything. Yeah, literally. It's a movement-based yeah. fight. Um, you even have to chase down Nork, honestly. Yeah. Like, once you get the keys, he's just running away like a little bitch. I know, I'm so surprised at that. Yeah, it's like, what? This is the big bad guy? He's just running away. <laughs> even, like, Dr. Shimp didn't run away. <laughs> The fucking sheep in a costume didn't run away as much. Nice. <laughs> like, for real? You're the big bad guy. But I think that was on purpose. Just to kind of be like, uh, yeah, no, he really is just full of hot air. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, but actually, I got another pro tip. I know, I'm like, Bounding in on your territory yeah, here. It's both our territory. Uh, but to move fast, fair point. But I think it's like your baby. Like internet backstory is my baby, and pro tip is your all baby. Right, right. But I don't want to. I don't want to. We can co-parent them. Yes, How's that? We're we're parents to our our skits ideas. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. The pro tip though is about jumping while dashing. Uh, if you jump while you're dashing on an uphill. Uh, up you'll climb, you actually speed up significantly if you just hold down the jump on an incline, uh, which is a good good to know when you're chasing down Nork, so you can catch up to him pretty quick. Yeah. You need that shit. How's that for a pro tip? Oh, yeah, actual relevant but then pro you, tip. Actually relevant pro tip. But then you actually move on to phase two, which is pretty quick. Uh, you need to go through a flying puzzle or no a flying timed challenge uh where you jump on these platforms that are significant are like slowly uh going back into the walls and if you move too slowly you end up falling into the lava lake uh so it's all about making sure that you can move quickly and efficiently through this room yeah by using your speed dashing your gliding and your expert jumping to make it to Nork. And then after you just get there, you hit him once with your headbutt or with your flame, and then Spyro proclaims... (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Spyro. Um, So now we... Then we go right into the ending here. It just kind of, like, fades to black, and then we're in an interview again to cap it off, because, you know... um, it's Spyro. It's we started Spyro. off with an interview. We may as well end with an interview. Um, actually, funnily enough, I don't know if we talked about this, but should we? I think we should have a little quote here about how they actually came to create Spyro, uh, thanks to one of the uh, people on the team, not um, who actually created Spyro, was Charles Zambelis. Um, I want to hear from him about you know creating the Spyro. They knew that it was, they, they wanted to do a dragon-based game, but they really weren't sure what the dragon was going to be. I recall that we were kind of thinking along the lines of doing something where the dragon would be, you know, like a more mature adult kind of creature. As I was, you know, like coming up with concept drawings, 
there's was like kind of an evolution of thought. You know, I, I had to, I was kind of like educating the people I was working with about ways of establishing and developing, a, you know, design appeal in a character. There was kind of a consensus that developed of making the character look cuter, you know, more like child, childlike as opposed to an adult. Because my original drawings of, of Spyro, at least some of them included, you know, like a, like a big dragon. He was like a big dragon. Sometimes he'd be kind of bulky, you know, and I was really playing around with all sorts of different attitudes. Like I was doing versions of him where he was kind of like, kind of a wacky, crazy, insane type of dragon. And eventually we got to the point, and it didn't take very long because I designed Spyro. We came up with the, I came up with like the final version of Spyro very quickly. You know, while we were going through this whole process, um, it just kind of, we just kind of thought we'd try doing him with this appealing design, but that he would be kind of bratty like a bratty little eight or, eight or nine-year-old, that kind of thing. And that's how that's how Spyro kind of kind of came about. Like the final so there you go. Um, and then the interviewer actually asks Spyro um, if you have anything left to do. And then uh, Spyro says, yeah, I could collect some more gems. Um, um, and actually, funnily enough, this just kind of reminds me of... Um, Something that well, the voice actor actually said for Spyro, uh, not Charles. I'm getting these names mixed up. Uh, Carlos Alizraki. There we go. Thank you. Um, actually, about Spyro's personality. Uh, let's play, let's roll that clip too. I think we went through about maybe five or six versions. You know, where he was like really, really young and had nylon up in the nose, and then he was like really cooler and older, and they actually recorded something like that. But then they found out he was too mean. So then we just kind of did a mixture in between the two, where it's kind of like he's really kind of a go-getter kind of guy and kind of tough, but really kind of nice. So that kind of fits with the narrative that we're seeing here. Um, then the interview is, what, what are you going to do next? And then Spyro said, the sky is the limit. And then that's confirmed. Skylanders is confirmed in 1998, even though Skylanders came out in the late 2000s <laughs> so they already had the idea it's confirmed here first you've heard it folks um but then it runs through the credits and obviously everybody was fantastic on the team yes um i want to give shout outs again to uh mark cerny craig stitt al hastings brian hastings Ale mandren uh, Charles Zambilis, Matt Whiting, Chuck Zhuang, a lot of people on here uh, that I'm even probably missing. Uh, Amy Blair. Uh, there's a ton of people on here that did a fantastic job of making uh, Spyro come to fruition. So fantastic job, you guys. You deserve all the credit in the world. Um, and then at the end, it actually just has a little disclaimer. Uh, no sheep were harmed in the <laughs> making of this game. Uh, but then it goes on to say dot 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 a few narcs, but no sheep. Yeah, gotta end with a, <laughs> Which is a funny little. Of course, I mean this whole game has just been about poking fun, so why not have a little fun in the end credits? Uh, and that's totally it. Play the play the outro. Music. Things. There's more things. There's a post game. There's a whole other set of shit to do. You have to collect yeah. everything now. You collect all the dragon eggs. You collect all the dragons. You collect all the gems. 
you collect all the shit and get 100% completion, and then you get access to the last level in the game, Nasty's Loot. Uh, It's amazing. This is the best fucking level in the game. It's just, it's a siren, it's like a, it's a great send-off to those of you who put all the time into this game. And let me explain why. This is the only level where you can fly around freely without the restrictions of the timed flying puzzles. And you get to go around and explore all the shit. It's just a combination of everything. Uh, But the problem, I guess, the only thing they wanted to ease you into being having the ability to fly everywhere. So you actually have to get to the highest ground. You must catch all the egg thieves to open up these doors and gates and thus actually getting you to higher ground. And then you can actually fly around even more freely and collect the are you ready for this number of gems? What is it? It's two thousand gems. Wow. The highest number that we've seen before has been 500. Yeah. This is blowing that shit out of the water, and that is why it's called Nasty's Loot. Yes, and I guess, like, uh, that's basically all you're doing, so they can afford to just put a shit ton of them. Exactly, and it makes it so much more fun to go around and collect it, because now you can fly, and you can check out every nook and cranny, and there's all this shit going on. You can catch a flying egg thieves while you're flying to kind of reference back to the original time challenges. Uh, you obviously can go around in a headbutt shit, blow it up with TNT barrels. There's so much stuff here. It's great. Yeah, it's such a perfect This is like a sandbox fun of fun. Yeah. So good. It's a perfect amalgam of everything up until this point. It's it's the greatest send-off. Yeah. Because it has just everything that you've done before and there's just like and now you can fly. It's like yeah, like, go, go nuts, guys. Like, have fun. You've earned this. Yeah. So and that is actually the end of Spyro. Yes. Um, actually, funnily enough, uh, this story that they had mm-hmm. is not even, it's close, not even close to one of the original storylines that they actually had for the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul, can you play the clip for that real quick? The storyline was supposed to be about Spyro thinking he was a dragonfly that was just slightly bigger than Sparks and the other dragonflies, and also more purple. Spyro doesn't figure out his powers until the village is attacked one day, and he begins instinctively fighting back and saving everyone. I'm honestly glad that we kept the game that we had right now. (laughs) That game sounded a bit silly. Yeah. Uh, It's funny, though. It's a funny idea. Yeah, it's a funny idea. Glad that they went with this instead. Exactly, and I'm so excited about this game. It was, it's been fantastic. What did you think? I thought it was a great game. I'm very pleasantly surprised. Exactly, I think it deserves a. Out of. Actually, thank you, Paul. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. I honestly recommend it. Um, it has its faults. Like we said, I mean, <clears throat> there's some parts where it just feels like you're being handheld a lot of the time. But, I mean, if you're looking for an old-school, like, collect-a-thon-style game with a lot of charm to it, I would highly recommend it. And, honestly, this is a good time to check it out because they're doing a remaster or reigniting the trilogy and that's going to be coming out in a few weeks. True that. So you can get Spyro 1, 2, and 3 in this trilogy in this all updated graphics. Um, the gameplay, the control scheme has been updated for a modern console. It's 
the there's never a better time than when this comes out. So I would recommend checking it out. Me too. Me too. Uh, but that's all I got right now. I We are closing off Spyro, and we got to be starting up a new game next week. So if you guys new have any game. suggestions about games that you want us to look into, dig deep on, uh, feel free to send us a message again at itsthextreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. Or you can just uh, ping us on social media. We have yeah. our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. Uh, twi- sometimes I'm on Twitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm bad at Twitch. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah you can just type any of that type in it's the extreme all one word into google and then you'll find all of our shit right um, yeah. but is there anything else you want to talk about before we close out here no just thank you guys for being awesome and listening to I, us yes thank you guys for being awesome like we said this podcast isn't just ours it's yours too so we want you to help us make this podcast grow so tell all your friends about us uh, word of mouth this is probably the best way to get this out to all your friends uh, I know that Joey and I really appreciate we um, really appreciate that yes but we'll be back next week with a whole new game again if you guys have any suggestions just feel to re- feel to reach out or we'll keep on picking yeah probably gonna do a modern game so if you uh, have any ones you're playing now you want us to take a look at or you feel like playing you want to review first i don't know whatever yeah we'll we look forward to hearing from you but until then don't forget to write it down and we'll see you guys next week and i love you platonically goodbye peace spyro the dragon you've defeated ganasty ganork collected the dragon eggs saved all the dragons and recovered every bit of treasure in the dragon kingdom how do you feel i feel fired up bob And I'm happy for the dragon world, of course. I certainly wouldn't want to spend the rest of my dragon days butting heads with Nasty Nork and his weird minions. What's a minion? Uh, never mind. You know what they say. For every good battle, you need a good adversary. And I felt that Nasty, in spite of his misguided nature, was a worthy opponent. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go again!